Welcome to Jane Unchained, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and JaneUnchained.com founder, Jane Velez Mitchell. In the next few minutes, you'll hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your life, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. And good day, everyone. I hope you're having a good day. It's that time again. We are here on Voice America Influencers. And, you know, uh, we talk about another way, another way of living that doesn't require uh, killing. And it's that simple. And this is a very huge litmus test for humankind. Once we pass that litmus test and we realize that we can survive without killing We can evolve to a whole new phase of human evolution where we can end mass shootings, we could end war, we can end all of these things that are plaguing us. You know, just yesterday I was getting ready to do something, I heard about another mass shooting. And they don't even talk about it if it's not like big enough with enough of a death toll to make it uh, worth their while to even do like total team coverage. We've become numb to these mass shootings. And so, you know, what's happening is that we have a society of normalized violence and we meet, need to move to a society of normalized nonviolence. And when you think of the violence that's happening, we usually think of the violence to human beings, right? Uh, people getting killed and That is a terrible tragedy. But guess what? There is an underlying pool of violence that's occurring that is so monumental that it defies even description. But if I could try to describe it, I would tell you that between 50 to 70 billion land animals, not including fish, are raised in horrific institutionalized torture and slaughtered every year for human consumption. It is a genocide. It is a mass murder. And people who participate in it are, quite honestly, mass murderers. If you are killing every day, then you, and it's not necessary for survival, and as we're going to learn from our guest today, Ellen Dent, um, It's obviously not necessary for survival. Millions and millions and millions of people are living without killing every day. Living proof. We have energy. We have our smarts. We have greater longevity, lower chance of heart disease, cancer, and all sorts of other ills. So if it's unnecessary and we're doing it anyway, if you apply that to human beings, that's the definition of homicide, an unjustifiable killing. You know, it's not a personal choice when there's a victim. That's the bottom line. Our society is telling us, just like they told us lies about women's place in society and people of certain backgrounds place in society, our society is saying, it's okay to kill these animals. You can even call yourself an animal lover. And you can just kill all of those animals. It doesn't count. You get a pass on that killing. You don't even have to think about it. It's not really killing. They're just things. They don't have eyes and hearts and mothers and babies. But here's the thing. They're lying to you. 
They do have eyes and hearts and mothers and babies. They are lying to you and there is a price to be paid. We wonder why so many people are suffering from depression and taking drugs and uh, drinking alcoholically and cutting themselves and all the other things that people are doing. More people are overdosing from legal prescription drugs than they are from illegal drugs. Well, it's because there's something going on inside that doesn't feel right. When you kill, it doesn't feel right at the end of the day. We have a million novels written and and nonfiction books about people who killed another human being and are haunted by guilt for the rest of their lives. Well, guess what? On some level, you are haunted by the killing you are doing to these other beings that just had the misfortune of not being born a human being or a dog or a cat. They had the misfortune of being born a, a cow or a pig or a chicken or a turkey or a goat or a lamb or a sheep. And because they were born with that form, they are completely without rights and they are subjected to the worst torture imaginable on a daily basis. Castrated without anesthesia, their tails cut off, mothers immediately separated from their babies so we can steal their milk and drink milk that's not designed for us. And society is telling you, no, 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 nothing to see here, nothing to see here. It's all okay. But it's not. It is currently destroying the planet. These animals eat a lot more than we do. Okay, we're 7.6 billion humans and everybody talks about, oh, our carbon footprint. Our carbon footprint isn't the problem. The problem is what we're eating's carbon footprint. Cows eat a huge amount. They also produce a huge amount of manure. And where do you think all that blood from the slaughter of 50 to 60 billion animals goes? We are trashing our planet and turning it into planet slaughterhouse killing more animals than in the entire history of humankind due to factory farming. And we're all telling ourselves we're spiritual, ahimsa, downward dog. Oh, we're so spiritual. Guess what? If you're killing, you're not spiritual. Welcome to Ellen Dent, who is with Animal Alliance Network. You bear witness at vigils where you see pigs uh, coming in to go to slaughter, why have you decided to devote your life to that? And if I look down, it's because I'm just sharing this video. Go ahead. Uh, absolutely. Uh, I went to my first vigil about a year ago. I saw these animals. I saw what they were going through. And I, I couldn't help but feel compelled to come back for them. Uh, I'll be completely honest. I was a total wreck my first couple vigils. But after going to a few, you know, I was able to kind of pull myself together and uh, just keep coming out for them, keep coming out every couple weeks at that time. Now we're out there every week, every Wednesday. We're out there. We're bearing witness uh, to their suffering, to what's going on. And bearing witness means that when you see another animal, another creature that is going through something horrific, you don't look away. And you come closer and you come as close as you can to help comfort them, to document what's happen happening to them. We give them water. We give them love. We do anything that we can to comfort them before they go into the slaughterhouse. 
And there's also another group at LA Animal Save, LA Animal Save on Instagram and Facebook. They come out on Monday nights right now. Um, it may switch to Sunday, but you can also come out and bear witness with them as this well. This is global. Okay, yes. you're part of the SAVE movement. You're bearing witness to pigs going to slaughter here in Los Angeles. But there are, and you're going to meet somebody in a little while who, who bears witness in Switzerland at a, a slaughterhouse in Switzerland. We have people who bear witness in Buenos Aires, in England, in North Carolina. Hundreds of slaughterhouses now have people who come as part of the SAVE movement and bear witness and try to comfort these animals who have driven hundreds of miles without water, without food, terrified, confused, ripped from their mothers at, at birth. Um, it's, it's institutionalized sadism is what it is. And you know what they do to make you feel better about it? What they do is they put um, pictures of happy animals running in fields on their slaughterhouses. They, they paint murals of happy pigs running around in the grass. These animals not only never touch grass, they never see the sky until the ride to the slaughterhouse. So we've got some good questions here. Uh, we had uh, one person who asked, well, what would happen, Len Phillips, what would happen if we didn't kill animals? Let me tell you what would happen. Because right now, by raising 50 to 70 billion land animals, cows, pigs, chickens, turkeys, goats, lambs, every year and slaughtering them, we have to feed all those animals, okay? So what we're doing right now is we're destroying forests to create cropland, to grow crops to feed these animals. So you, you fly in a plane, you look down, you see all this farmland, you think, oh, how wonderful. Well, the truth is it's not wonderful. It's one of the reasons that climate change is accelerating. All the animals that used to live in those forests that are now farmland are dead, we have destroyed more than 50% of all wildlife vertebrates, which means all wild animals with bones, well over 50%. At the rate we are going with destroying the planet to grow crops to feed farm animals, we will have literally zero, essentially zero wild animals on this planet by 2026. That means no koala bears, no giraffes, no rhinos, no lions, no cougars, no hippopotamuses, no nothing except in zoos. Now, people get all agitated and beat their chest when they see somebody shoot a giraffe, which a, a stupid woman just did with a high-powered rifle the other day, and Ricky Gervais came on and said what, you know, basically correctly mocked her. Oh, wow, what a contest, taking a high-powered rifle and shooting an animal that just runs around and just quietly eating grass. Well done, you idiot. Yes, it's awful. But you know what's also killing the giraffes? Every person who eats a bite of meat or drinks dairy. Because we have to destroy all of their habitat to grow crops to feed all these animals. We're only 7.6 billion humans. Okay? There's 50 to 70 billion farm animals that eat more than we do. Okay? Meat is an inherently inefficient food source because it takes 12 to 38 pounds of grain to make one pound of steak. So what we've done is create artificial scarcity, artificial scarcity. So I have to fight you for food. Oh, no, there's not enough food, right? So I'm going to fight you. I'm going to get that food. The truth is there's enough food to feed everybody. We could end world hunger like this. Children who are dying of malnutrition in third world countries would have plenty of food to eat if 80% of the soy that is produced on this planet didn't go to feed farm animals. 
Most of the crops that we're growing are going to farm animals because there's more of them. Think about it. We're 7.6 billion humans. Do you eat one animal a year? No, the average person eats a couple of hundred animals. And frankly, when you bite into that hamburger, you're eating processed meat from a variety of different sources. You can be eating hundreds of body parts from hundreds of different cows in that one hamburger. Mmm, that's appetizing. So uh, why do I get impassioned about this? Because people who are good people, who even consider themselves environmentalists, okay, who consider themselves spiritual, who consider themselves animal lovers, who consider themselves kind, are engaging in the worst systematic violence in the history of our planet. And they don't even know. But then when you tell them, they have a moral obligation to do something. And then when you tell them and they don't do something, they cross over into another form of humanity. And it's up to them to define it. Okay? But it's not good. So why did you have this wake-up call? Because what we're trying to do is wake people up. You know, and... Different people are going to wake up differently. I was shamed into going vegan. Uh, A fourth generation cattle rancher by the name of Howard Lyman came up to me and he said, I hear you're a vegetarian. I said, yeah. And he said, do you eat dairy? And I said, yeah. And he said, liquid meat. And I went vegan like that because he had explained that all the mother cows go to become hamburger. The babies are ripped away from the mothers right after birth so we can steal their milk. They're stuck in crates or killed on the spot. And as far as eggs, all the male chicks, they have no use for them. They grind them up alive. And there is video. You can just go online and see the chicks are ground up. The male chicks are all ground up alive. And then ground up alive. Now, I'm sorry. I don't know about you, but I call that evil. There is, you know, and people say, well, you're so judgmental. What is justice? I covered crimes against humans for years. You know, when somebody commits a crime and they they commit unjustifiable violence. They are brought before a court of law and they are prosecuted. And law and order advocates, which I am, say, okay, you commit the crime, you do the time. Nobody says you're being judgmental. Nobody goes up to a judge and a jury and says, you know, you're so judgmental. So tell me your story. Uh, I, I just didn't like meat. So I, I think something about my body, I just felt like something was wrong, that I was putting something wrong into my mouth. So I stopped eating meat, um, at least terrestrial meat. Uh, occasionally, I still ate fish uh, about 10 years ago. So that's when I stopped eating pork and beef. And then soon after that, chicken and turkey went as well. It was just something about it grossed me out. I had not connected yet. I was still eating eggs, dairy, fish on occasion because I thought that I needed it because there's this misconception that we need animal protein. And that's not true. Plant protein is much better for us. It's much easier for our body to process. That is the way that we are anatomically designed is to process plant protein and plant nutrients. So about a couple years ago, I moved in with somebody who was vegan and I thought uh, maybe I'll try being vegan. I'll just go ahead and skip over the eggs, skip over the dairy, skip over the ovo-lacto vegetarian, and I will go completely vegan. Just try it out. Never felt better. Never felt better. I was like, this is great. Uh, this is awesome. But what's next on my journey here? I kept seeing these videos of these animals, of these vigils, and I 
I was like, I got to go. I got to go see this for myself. And it took me a while to build up that courage to go there, especially by myself and go and see these animals and go and bear witness to their suffering. But eventually I did go and it was an amazing experience. It was awful. All at the same time, it's something that you cannot unsee, that you cannot, um, it would be an experience that you don't forget. But I think it's so important, especially uh, advocating for these animals, that everybody at least try to come out once to a vigil, try to come out and see what's going on firsthand to these animals because it's so much different when you come out in person. The videos are, are great, but it's so much better when you come out and you see it and you smell it and you're there firsthand and you will really understand what's going on with these animals. And you are so effective. Ellen Dent, an amazing activist with Animals Alliance Network, also works with Los Angeles Animal Save and the Save Movement. And, uh, you know, it's people like you who just said, you know, there's, there's something wrong happening, morally wrong. And these victims cannot speak for themselves. They cannot stand up for themselves. And I'm going to do something about it. And, you know, I applaud you. And you have a team of people that you work with, like Ether uh, Lopez and others, um, and an incredibly diverse uh, group of people um, that gather. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that. We also have some people standing by. We have a woman from Switzerland who bears witness at the vigils in Switzerland. As I said, this is a global movement. And we also have... Uh, some of our Jane Unchained contributors, and we're going to talk to each one of them and find out why they feel so compelled to take that extra step when they know that there's something wrong going on, when they know that an evil is being perpetrated, as opposed to saying, that's terrible, somebody should do something about it. They are doing something about it. We are all doing something about it. So stay right there. We're going to take a break on Voice America Influencers, but we're going to stay live on Facebook and come back in a couple of seconds. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network. Tune in to The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso for an entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussion with some of the top stars in their fields, from business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, literature, and current events. If you're looking for what's next and comparing it to what's now or what's past, look no further than The Spotlight with Tony D'Urso every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You 
are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Yeah, um, so we are back live on Voice America Influencers. And we have a potpourri of people, compassionate people here today. Patrizia Barreto is popping in to say hello. Tell us your vegan story. Why did you go vegan? Vegan story, quickly. Um, uh, I was getting sick. Um, I was nauseous. I was having to take 16 Advil a day to uh, minimize just the pain that I was having from my cycle. That's not normal. When I realized that I was not the only woman that was um, uh, taking medication, over-the-counter medication to to combat these pains that I was because I was eating riddled, hormone-riddled meat, chicken, fish. I knew I had to stop, not to mention that I've had eight people in my family die, knowing uh, eight, disease, um, eight out of 10 diseases, uh, people will die out of eight out of 10 diseases, heart attack, colon cancer, heart disease, um, uh, leukemia, ischemia, all of those, eight out of 10 people will die, and eight out of, and I've had eight people in my family die. So I knew and that I had real, to take oh, some action. Some of that stuff is related to diet. It's you all know, related heart, to heart diet. Heart disease is the leading killer. It kills one out of every four people. I would say every couple of months I get a call and it's tragic. A friend, a friend's mother, a friend's father dies unexpectedly of heart disease. That is arteries to the heart getting clogged with plaque to obstruct the blood flow to the heart. And when it gets clogged enough, if you don't get a warning signal and get to the hospital and get a stent operation, like Bill Clinton did and other famous people have had stent operations to open those arteries up, you die. And that's what's happening. And what is that plaque? That plaque is cholesterol. Cholesterol only exists in animal products. There is no cholesterol in any plant product. Go to the store and look at vegan products up and down the row and see if you can find any cholesterol in them. It's always zero cholesterol because only animals produce cholesterol. So how do you feel now? Fantastic. I've never felt better. I'm actually about to be 48 years old. Well, I'm about to be 63 years old. And, you know, people tell me I have too much energy. I often get, it's, people tell me to lower my voice and they tell me to, why are you, why do you have so much energy? And I just, I'm extremely energetic and so are you. We were both at the Animal Rights March and I had a stabilizer (laughs) and I handed it to her and she took off like she was running an Olympic uh, relay race. (laughs) What the bleep did she, where'd she go? And I was racing after her. All these vegans marching uh, in a, a considerable distance all around the world. Nobody was sitting around, you know, uh, saying, oh, I don't have the energy to march. And they're all eating plants. So what does that tell you? All right, we're going to go back to Ellen Thank Dent. You. Thank you so much, Thank Patricia Barreto, a wonderful you. activist who does so much work. We're going to get Ellen Dent back in the chair. And Ellen, um, now we want to talk about how to spread the word to others. So I urge all of you to share this video. And, uh, you know, every time, every time somebody shares a video, they're going to hit people who don't know about this. And why is it that people don't know about this? Because the media doesn't talk about it. Why does the media not talk about it? We had um, well over 2,000 people in San Francisco marching to the San Francisco Ferry Building, and they did a die-in. They they did the collapse, amazingly visual collapse, 
from one end of the San Francisco Ferry Building to the other, which was a, a two full blocks. Most dramatic thing I've ever seen, zero media coverage. In fact, there was one article in the paper that said, showed six people and said, These group, this group blocked traffic. Did they talk about climate change? Did they talk about animal suffering? Did they talk about health problems? No. Why? Look at the advertisers. Meat, dairy, pharmaceuticals. That's all you need to know about why you're not turning on the news and seeing us because they will not cover us. In fact, um, uh, an unnamed local news crew came to a vigil. Yes. They were there. You were there. You saw them. Yes. And tell the story. Lean in. Uh, they came. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, they came. Uh, they did interviews. And they did not end up actually broadcasting it. And that could be for a variety of reasons. No. For, let's, not, let's not be. I mean, let's not give them a pass. Yeah. I was a reporter for 38 years out there on the streets. Yeah. Okay. I covered murders, rapes, acid spills, city council meetings, uh, marches, March for the Cure, March for the Cure for this. Notice how they never quite find the cure. And the movie, What the Health, documents how a lot of those nonprofit organizations are getting money from the very industries that are creating the problem in the first place. They're being subsidized and, and paid by meat and dairy. Uh, industries. So that was a big news story. There were hundreds of people there. A news crew showed up. They never aired the story. And this happens. That's, that's the best case scenario. Most of the time they pretend it's not even happening. So this is why people like you and using social media can get the word out. That's why I tell you share this video. Now, where did you share it so that people understand that there's a, there's a science to sharing videos and spreading them out. Well, I shared it on my personal page because you do have your own network of people. It doesn't matter whether you have a hundred or a thousand or more followers, uh, you still will reach people and you don't know who those people will reach. So it's kind of like a web out there, it, literally a web of people out there that you can reach just by sharing on your social media, your personal one. And then I also shared on the Animal Alliance Network Facebook page as well so that we could reach you know the few hundred people that are following us there as well. And you can also share it to groups. I join mm -hmm. as many vegan groups as I can so that I can share it to those groups, which is a little trickier, but it's, it's doable. So the main thing is that we have to get the word out. Now, on the other side of the break, I'm going to talk to um, you and also yeah. an amazing activist from Switzerland because this is a global movement. And Jane Unchained is going to Europe. We're having team coverage in Europe from Labor Day on. In fact, Danny Rukin and Cheyenne Dan are two of our amazing contributors. We're live uh, this weekend at the Animal Rights March, and it was extraordinary. Earthling Ed gave a speech that it will go down in history uh, to a huge, massive group of people in London. I mean, it was extraordinary. It's on Jane Unchained, facebook.com slash Jane Velez Mitchell. You can see that speech. By the way, uh, Ellen not only does all of that with Animal Alliance Network, she also works one-on-one -on -one to help reptiles, and she is the poster for Jane Unchained. She posts, uh, one of the main posters, she posts the stories on JaneUnchained.com. And so you do an am amazing job. So where, when do you sleep? 
Not very much. Yeah. <laughs> I had to put on a lot of concealer to not look like a raccoon today. But, you know, you get up, uh, you get out there, you fight. I can't sleep um, after knowing as much as I do know and seeing as much as I have seen. Because if you do come to a vigil, you will connect. I, I can almost guarantee that you will connect with those animals. It will resonate in your being and you will want to come back out. You will want to help them in any way that you can. And part of that is sharing everything on your social media. Maybe it doesn't make you the most popular person to do that, but people see it. And even if they don't tell you that they're seeing it and they don't comment on it, they don't like it, they do see it. So please share. You know, it's funny that you say may, may not make you the most popular person. You know, Paul Revere went down in history because he ran, well, on a horse. So the horse was also a hero. Went through the streets saying, the British are coming. The British are coming. He was delivering bad news, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he was delivering the truth. Hey, get ready. You know, there's an invasion coming. You Get ready. And so he went down in history as a hero because he alerted people to something that they needed to know about. And yet, when we tell people about the horror of animal agriculture, the systematic, if you did to a dog or a cat, what? what these billions of animals who are nameless, faceless animals stuck behind warehouses, they're not really farms anymore, and the people getting rich off it aren't farmers. They all live in Manhattan in skyscrapers. They've never set foot in uh, a farm. You know, they don't get their, their hands dirty. And by the way, they don't eat the meat. They have the personal chefs that do all the great, you know, uh, food for them and their children. They're not eating fast food. Um, but... Uh, When we tell people about this, a lot of times they say, I had a friend of mine say, well, I know you're traumatized and, you know, almost like there's something wrong with me. You're traumatized by this. And, you know, I almost like be careful, take care of yourself. You're traumatized. I, you know, I said to myself, I was a little more polite about my response, but in my mind, I said, no, I'm traumatized by people like you who are basically, um, refusing to look at the reality of what's going on and actually are offended because I'm telling you the truth. I'm saying, here's what happens to these animals because I had invited this person to go to a vigil and they were like, no, you know, there's something wrong with you. You're traumatized by this. No, I'm looking at the reality. You do not have the guts to go and see What goes into the meat on your plate? At least have the courage to go there and take a look at what goes on, the horrors that go on. And if you want to talk about cowardice, most of the people who are eating bacon and uh, all these other deli slices, whatever they eat, they would not be able to wrestle a pig to the ground and slit that animal's throat. I will guarantee you, you give them a pig and you give them a knife and say, here, go at it. Go have a field day. Kill that animal that you're going to consume. <gasps> no, I couldn't. No, 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 no. Oh, but you can order the animal. You can hire some poor bleep who has no choice about what job he has, who's on the lowest end of the socioeconomic ladder. You can hire him to go kill day in and day out, six days a week and get PTSD and carpal tunnel syndrome and domestic violence and alcoholism and drug addiction and all the other things. You know, the turnover rate in these factory farms is enormous because a lot of people, they can't stomach it. Even if they're poor as dirt, they, they can't stomach it. So they, they do it for a couple of weeks and they say, I can't do this anymore. So they're constantly bringing in new people. 
Imagine if your job was to kill every day for a living. And, you know, communities of color are disproportionately affected. They uh, are, are often, you know, immigrants who are just hired. Um, some of them are undocumented. So we have to look at that, too. Do you think that the people who are born and raised in the United States want to do that for a living? Think about it. You think your kid wants to go and kill animals for a living day in and day out? No. So I'll tell you what, we're all going vegan <laughs> if they build the wall. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. No more victims. Yeah. No more victims I mean, working in the slaughterhouse. I mean, the thing is that it's victimizing the people who work there. It's victimizing the animals. It's victimizing the consumers with heart disease and cancer. Processed meat is officially cancer causing. Tell me uh, about some of the experiences you have and the, some of the people that are part of the Animal Alliance Network that is your organization. Uh, people come, uh, they come, they see, uh, they want to come back and fight. As I said before, uh, we have a board of people. Uh, we're a 501c3 nonprofit. Uh, right now, it's myself, Heather Lopez, Manny Cifuentes, and Brian Valdez. So those are my right-hand guys. And uh, Summer Chacon is joining us as well on the board. And what we're trying to do is just try to keep up, try to keep up with what's going on. We're against billion, multi-billion dollar corporations. And uh, we just want to legitimize ourselves so that we can do as much good as we possibly can for these animals. And, you know, it's a very diverse group, um, African-Americans, Latinos, um, Asians, uh, Anglos, everybody. Everybody's there, young, old. You have people in wheelchairs uh, who are my heroes. You know, they're, they're, they're not sitting there saying, oh, I can't do this. If somebody in a wheelchair can come and bear witness heroically, okay, we can all do it. Um, I'm trying to see what some of the other comments. We've had 184 comments that have come in. And um, uh, yes, most people that work in the slaughter houses come from Mexico. My brainwashed friends threaten to unfriend me if I post vegan, vegan stuff. Well, maybe they're not your friends. You know, Henry David Thoreau said, if we have three or four true friends in our life, we're lucky. And by the way, the guest that's coming up is the uh, niece, cousin, niece, niece of one of my true friends, two of my true friends, uh, who actually are the reason I moved to L.A. many years ago. And it's kind of funny because they're not vegan. Um, and then I find out their niece is vegan. And now we're friends uh, and we're working together. And maybe we'll wake them up, too, uh, because they're wonderful, good hearted people. And so we can always hope. Um, and uh, somebody says here, Chance Cotter, he says, it's been happening forever. You ain't going to change bleep. I can't repeat it. What do you say to that? I disagree. I think uh, people are changing. It may be slow, uh, but it needs to be quicker. Like Jane said, everything that we know in existence is on the line. And anybody who cares about our planet, cares about animals, cares about themselves, uh, should at least choose self-preservation in order to stop these practices that are destroying everything, absolutely everything. So show everybody. Um, you know, you might lose a couple friends. That's okay. At least they saw. 
So show them the truth. Uh, they'll thank you later. I've had a lot of people thank me later for showing them. And I'm not, I'm not aggressive about it. I, I just say, please come to a vigil if you can. Uh, watch these videos. And eventually, most people do come around or they'll at least tell me that they watch them later and they really admire what I'm doing. And I tell them to come out and do it too. There's no reason that anybody should not come out if they want to. So please, please come. Please come out. And what I love, the, the one thing that makes me chuckle sort of sadly is when people go, I love your passion. It's like, I'm not going to do anything you suggest. I'm going to continue with my old ways and eat this stuff because it feels comfortable to me. And I, I don't feel like, uh, you know, going out of my comfort zone. But I love your passion. And that's not really what I want. I, you know... I was uh, worked for 38 years in the news business. I'd love to be sitting out on the beach reading a trashy novel and eating Twizzlers, which are vegan. But I'm doing this because it has to be done because the mainstream media is not covering it. And um, it's, a, it's an escalating crisis. When we destroy all the wildlife vertebrates, all the wild, animal, wild animals with bones on this planet in eight short years, if we don't all change, we're going to have an eco-collapse that is going to make the worst storms you've ever witnessed, Hurricane Maria, seem like a tea party. We don't know what's going to hit us. And, you know, people, when their houses are destroyed by fire or by flood, Texas, we have a whole vegan movement going on in Texas. Uh, we have a sanctuary that has to move because it's been flooded over and over again. <coughs> and... Um, they're climate change refugees right now in Texas. And all the people coming from south of the border that saw this hoopla, political hoopla, those are climate change refugees. They, they're, it's not the temperate climate that there used to be to have sus, uh, sustainable farming, subsistence farming, where people would farm their little plot and they'd live there and they'd eat there, they'd eat their food and that, would it, that was it. They can't do that anymore because they go from flood to drought, flood to drought, because extreme weather is on the increase because of climate change. And climate change is happening because of animal agriculture. All right, we're going to take another break. And on the other side, final words, Ellen, because you are so wonderful. Um, you know, just try to get out there, try to get involved, uh, try to do whatever you can to raise awareness of these issues. Uh, I'd also like to announce the March of Silence, which will be happening in Los Angeles on September 12th at 5 p.m. And we're all going to be marching in silence for these animals that never had a voice, could never speak up for themselves. And we'll be out there in solidarity with as many activists as possible. We're going to put on green frog tape and uh, be completely silent uh, for these animals because, like I said, they cannot advocate for themselves. So we will do anything we can to raise awareness for them and help them and help our planet and, and ourselves. And one of the things that I learned talking to people, because I was kind of at first like, why are you not talking? That doesn't make any sense. And they said, well, you know, animals can't talk. They can, they can vocalize, but they can't speak English. So when you don't speak, even after two or three minutes, you'll start to realize when you need to communicate something, you'll start using your, your paws and and so you'll start to understand what it's like to be an animal in today's world. Imagine being a pig stuck in a crate the size of your body, never able to turn around. Those are called pig gestation crates. And the first time I saw it, I said, this cannot be true. Nobody would devise something this sadistic and evil. And there are thousands of pigs packed in these crates, stacked one after another 
in these warehouses that they don't want you to see. They're trying to criminalize it if you get into the warehouses. If an undercover investigator, they want to send you to jail because they know once people see this horror show, they're going to not feel like eating bacon or ham or pork or whatever name they give to the dead animal that, that, that they're eating. You're eating a carcass. I once said to somebody, I said, don't make your body a graveyard for, for a carcass. And they said, oh, please, that's so rude. How dare you? I was like, well, it's true. It's true. And our system isn't designed for it. If we were really carnivores, when we see roadkill on the side of the road, we do what carnivores do. We'd salivate, we'd pull over, and we'd try to eat the roadkill right off the street. That's what carnivores do. We're not carnivores. All right, we're going to take another break. And on the other side, we have our Switzerland contributor, Ilana Bolag, who is going to join us. Thank you so much, Ellen Jen, for all the work you do. All right, we're going to take a a quick break on Voice America Influencers, but we're going to stay live on Facebook and come back in a couple of seconds. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Broaden your mind. Open your heart for a greater understanding of how to express your pure and authentic nature. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Simron, author, publisher, and life mentor, broadens minds and opens hearts to a greater understanding of life, consciousness, and humanity. 1111 Talk Radio is every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. 1111 Talk Radio. You are not on a journey. You are the journey. You are experience experiencing itself. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now. To showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event, visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. 
You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Okay, Jack wants to know what is this about? What it's about is we live in a society of normalized violence and we are really uh, on a desperate course to try to move to a society, evolve to a society of normalized nonviolence before we destroy this planet with all the blood and the guts and the gore that comes from killing 50 to 70 billion land animals, not including fish every year. I'm here with Alana Bolag, who is a contributor to Jane Unchained from Switzerland. Where's your hat? You haven't got ah, you one because we ran out. We're going to get another hat. But anyway, um, she was saying how uh, they bear witness there at the slaughter at a slaughterhouse. And the slaughterhouse was so upset that they were bearing witness. They put dead animal parts, blood and guts all around their little area that was designated for their vigil. And it even made the newspapers. But I think that gives you a sense of how afraid the industry is. And, you know, the industry is seeing the handwriting on the wall. It's not a sustainable system. Okay, we have 7.6 billion humans and we're we're mass producing raping. Let's face it. None of these animals are making love. They're all sexually violated. The males are masturbated and then they stick a fist into the females and they impregnate them. So from a feminist standpoint, you certainly don't want it. It's a violation of of sexual privacy, sexual consent. I mean, you know, it's rape. There's the, the industry term is rape rack. You can Google it. Don't take my word for it. I know you probably think, right? People think, no, that can't be. Yeah, that's what I used to think. No, that you nobody would design a system where you keep pigs who have the intellectual ability of a toddler human being in a crate the size of their bodies, unable to turn around or scratch themselves. But that's how female pigs are kept. And they are kept that way by the millions around the world. It's evil. And when you co-sign, listen, in um, law, which as it applies to humans, you don't have to go out and kill some, slit somebody's throat yourself to be uh, convicted of murder. You order the hit. You say, hey, I want to take out so-and-so. Go and kill him and I'll pay you. You're going to be convicted of murder. So it's the same thing with this. You might say, that's terrible, but I'm going to continue eating my meat and dairy and eggs. But if you're doing that, you're ordering the hit. So, Ilana, what's happening in Europe? Um, the movement is definitely growing, but there are still a lot of people who ask, okay, what is veganism exactly and what do you eat and what don't you eat? But it's definitely growing. The restaurant scene is really growing a lot. People are more aware. It's even more and more in the news, and it's getting, it's going to a good direction, definitely. And Switzerland is a very proper and conservative country in a lot of ways. Maybe not not politically. It's sort of neutral. It's famous for neutrality. Mm-hmm. But but it's it, it is a proper country. You know, it's, yeah. people are very proper. Do they? How do they respond to the whole vegan message? I mean, everybody think oh, you like you're exaggerating, and it's not like this here. But we have um, a city. It's called Lucerne, and it's a big city and beautiful and everything. And there are actually more pigs there than humans, and you don't see a single pig. And that's just all because it's factory farming. Yeah. Here's the thing. The word farm is, is such a misnomer. These are not farms. These are warehouses. These animals never touch grass. They never see the sky until they're loaded onto the truck to go to the slaughterhouse. And then maybe they could see the sky through a little peephole. 
I mean, that's, that's not farming. And these massive farms have put the small farmers out of business. So, you know, the whole, the Willie Nelsons of the world are very much against factory farming because we're not talking about the farm that you visualize. Old McDonald had a farm, E-I-E-I-O, and there's happy little animals. None of that exists. And people say, well, no. Uh, oh, I get, I check very carefully and I get my meat from uh, organic, grass-fed. It's all rubbish. They are all tortured. When you see these cows come in, I don't care if it's Switzerland, Buenos Aires, North Carolina, England, they're all terrified. They're unpacked on trucks. There is no nice way to kill somebody who doesn't want to die. And it's not your right to kill. Your might, your might, you, you have the power to do it in today's society, but that doesn't mean it's right. And, you know, if you like to think that you were, would have been against slavery, human slavery, or against uh, women um, enslavement, and, and you would have fought for women's right to vote. All the people who did that was a very tiny, minuscule percentage of the population. The vast majority, or Nazi Germany, the vast majority of people went along. A tiny, minuscule percentage stood up and said, this is wrong. and those people were not applauded. They were castigated and they were told that they were upsetting the apple cart and how dare you and stop and you're, you're out of line because anytime you try to move society forward, you're going to get pushback. You are going to get pushback. People are complacent. They don't want to change. It's uncomfortable to change. Okay. I'm a recovering alcoholic with 23 years of sobriety. I didn't want to stop drinking. And I got mad at people who told me, you know, you got a problem. But at the end of the day, only my real friends told me I had a problem. Okay. Those true friends were the ones who said, you need to do something about this. And now guess what? I've been without alcohol 23 years and I'm fine. And I thought I'd never go skiing. I'd never dance again. I'd never go to a party. And I have been able to do all of that in sobriety. It's the same thing with meat and dairy. We think we can't live without it. So what's your vegan story? How did you go vegan? Uh, in high school, we had to do a project, and I decided to do a music video about the distorted like images of factory farming for a meat. And for that, I watched the movie Earthlings, which was just the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. But it was just eye-opening because you just see all the horrors. It's not even only about in what you eat, but the products that you buy, like medicine or cosmetics or animals for entertainment, like for zoos or also the breeding of animals. It's just all horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. It's all bad. And we fight to end, uh, we're right now, we're fighting for a bill to end cosmetics testing uh, uh, using animals. Um, but uh, the vast majority of animals that are tortured are tortured for food. Everything else pales by comparison. The, the thing you can do, the best thing you can do for your health, for the planet, and for animals is just to stop eating them and their byproducts. It's not even designed for us. You know, uh, when we go into the grocery store and we see all those carcasses there, uh, we have to take that home and cook it up and dress it up with a bunch of stuff to make it palatable for us to eat. If you put a baby in a crib and you give the baby a rabbit, you give the baby uh, a, an apple or a peach, 
the baby's going to eat the peach and pet the rabbit, not the other way around. So will you be going live continuously throughout this year, 2018 and 2019 from Switzerland? Of course. Okay. So uh, you heard it here. We, <laughs> we are growing very rapidly and we are going to begin right now. Um, starting tomorrow, Jane Unchained Europe. And you're a big part of that when you go back. And, you know, um, you've, you've been doing that all along. But we have our contributor, Danny Rukin, and Cheyenne Danner, and me, and that snarky vegan girl. We are going to just swarm Europe and bring you everything that is happening in Europe. Berlin, the Luxembourg Animal Rights Conference, where a whole bunch of leaders from uh, the European animal rights movement are going to be speaking. Uh, we're going to be capturing those speeches and bringing them to you. We're going to be talking to leaders in the movement like Dr. Melanie Joy, um, a Harvard-trained uh, uh, social psychologist who is, she coined the term carnism, which is an oppressive society where everybody's told, you know, yeah, this is it. You eat this stuff. Okay, don't question it. And, and let me say one last thing as we wrap up. They are farming humans. There's a reason they call it the Food and Drug Administration. They are pushing this food on you so that then you get sick and they can sell you all these drugs, okay? Erectile dysfunction, that's a precursor to heart disease. So that's a multi-billion dollar industry. The cholesterol-lowering drugs are a multi-billion dollar industry. The uh, diabetes drugs are a multi, all, all of that would not need to happen uh, for the most part. Um, if we all switch to a healthy plant-based diet, rich in fruits, vegetables, nuts, and grains that, that offer far greater variety than six animals that we slaughter and kill. I mean, there's tens of thousands of fruits, vegetables, nuts, and grains. There's only about six or seven animals that we kill. So there's actually greater variety in plant-based food. So, uh, you know, please share this video, talk to your friends, stop apologizing for being vegan. That's what I got from Dr. Melanie Joy. She said, hey, we're right. And our society is telling us, oh, you know, be oh so very polite and apologize for, for telling you the truth and trying to save your life as well as the, the, the existence of this planet. And don't take my word for any of this. You can go to What the Health and you can go to Cowspiracy. They have facts. You can put What the Health facts, Cowspiracy facts, and every single fact is sourced. You know. Um, it was years ago that the United Nations said that it, it's a report called Livestock's Long Shadow. Uh, animal agriculture is responsible for more greenhouse gases than all transportation combined. Al Gore doesn't talk about it. I don't know whether it's if he has a cattle background. Some people say that. But uh, he, he failed to discuss the really inconvenient truth. Thank you so much for being here. We're going to wrap it up. Thank you for all you do, Alana. Thank you, Patricia. Thank you, Ellen Dent and the entire Jane Unchained team. Please watch Jane Unchained Europe. It's starting tomorrow. It's going to be fantastic. And um, we are changing the world. Thank you for tuning in to Jane Unchained. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week. Thank you.